Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it'll actually be a special Hall of Fame series of episodes. In this one, I'll be talking about all the players that are eligible in the next three years, as well as a few of the 21st century players uh, with some numbers to consider. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, so we saw on September 11th that evening that a bunch of players went into the Hall of Fame, former players, that is. The likes of Chris Webber, we saw get in. Chris Bosh, we saw Ben Wallace get in. Even the loathsome Paul Pierce, he got in. We saw WNBA players like Yolanda Griffin, Lauren Jackson, uh, some old-time players like Bobby Dandridge. We saw Bill Russell as a coach get in. So, And we saw the college coach from Villanova, Jay Wright, as well. So I figured um, we should probably do a series on who's next up, who's eligible, and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of compiled a list of those that are within the next few years, they're eligible. So uh, they they will probably be getting a knock on the door as far as that goes. Um, well, you know, as far as being voted in and so forth. So a uh, number of players. Then you have the 21st century players here that... Um, deserve some consideration so it'll probably be maybe about a five part series um if and five to go through the the next ones up 20th century players and then the active players that um not the no-brainer ones like lebron and kd but um ones that you gotta Think about first and then look at their numbers and see. So, and then also we'll talk about the Bird Magic era players. Some of those that I think should be in, but um, they haven't got in thus far. And then you got the pre Magic Bird era uh, before 1980. You got those players there. And probably some coaches, some college coaches, some WNBA players. So it's going to be in a few parts. So uh, just bear with me. So let's start with the players that will probably be eligible for next season, 2022. You see a guy like Manu Ginobili, um, who played his whole entire career with the Spurs, came in the league 2002. To, uh, played up until 2018 four-time champ uh, two-time all-star he won a six-man of the year award uh, two-time all-nba uh, and it's not just his nba credentials but what he's done on the global stage as well but uh, he scored, he averaged in his career 13.3 points per game, uh, 
3.8 assists, 3.3 rebounds, uh, 1.3 steals a game. Shot it from the field, 44.7% from field goal, um, field goal range, 36.9 from three, and 82.7 from free throw line. Manu Ginobili, I think, is probably a shoe-in to get into the Hall of Fame with these kind of numbers. Again, you're weighing them against his pro career and his international career being with uh, Argentina and what he did for that uh, team there. So I think Manu Ginobili is a no-brainer MVP, especially with the four championships under his belt. Uh a guy like Joe Johnson, who I believe will stay retired. You know, he's playing in the big three league and all that. So, um, but I think he's a guy who will, at this point will probably stay retired. I know there's rumblings about he was working out for this one and that one after they saw him in the big three. But here's a guy who played about 18 years in the league. Uh, seven-time All-Star, um, and he he averaged about um, 16 points per game, four rebounds, almost four assists, shot at 44.1% from the field, 37.1% from three-point range, 80.2% from free, free throw. Um, and he, he bounced around quite a bit, started out with Boston. I, uh, I, I even forgot he started with Boston very briefly. Um, he was 10th in the draft in 2000, 2001. Uh, he bounced around. He went to Phoenix, Atlanta, Brooklyn, Miami, Utah, Houston, so he bounced around quite a bit, but uh, he really made a name for himself. Uh, he put himself on the NBA map in Phoenix, and then from there, the various stops there. So, um, is Joe Johnson a no-brainer Hall of Famer? I mean, he he has the seven all All-Star appearances. I know it's in 18 years but still that that's that's quite a few appearances there so you got to take that into account and he had some fine years um with phoenix atlanta and actually uh brooklyn as well so um i i think he'll get a look i i don't think he'll get in right away i think he's one of those guys maybe down the line he gets in we'll see but um yeah, he's definitely somebody who he'll get on the ballot. I don't know if he gets in, um, not right away. Um, then you go to 2023. Of course, you got uh, two two guys that are no brainers. Actually, three to be honest. So uh, Dwayne Wade. Um, yeah, and you 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 know what he's. Well, I'll tell you his work. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki and Tony Parker. I think these are three no-brainer first ballot Hall of Famers. Um, Dwayne Wade in his career, three-time NBA champion, 13-time All-Star, eight-time 
All-NBA. He has one final, finals MVP in, under his belt. Um, he finished his, and he actually led the league in scoring one year. So, um, it's funny because all of your scoring champs, whether it be um, in the in the past and up to well, obviously up to now, if you're not eligible, then you can't get in. But every scoring champion is in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I I I found that to be uh pretty interesting. So um, needless to say, he averaged 22 points a game, 5.4 assists, seven. Uh, 4.7 rebounds. Uh, he also had a steal and a half a game, shooting 48% from the field, which is pretty good for a shooting guard. Um, and the only thing, the three-point range wasn't the greatest. It got a little better later in his uh, career, but um, he was never known as a proficient three-point shooter and he shot 76.5% from the line. All that said, he's an absolute no-brainer. And remember, he came in that famous 2003 draft out of Marquette. Um, uh, the fifth pick in that draft. So, uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt about it. He's, he's going in. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts. First ballot. Um He'll be joining his buddy uh, Chris Bosch in there. So, and that's for 2023. Like I said, um, Dirk Nowitzki. Um, he's he had a uh, 19 year, no 20 year career in the NBA. Um, one time champion. We know about that. Um, that year, he um, in 2011, he took down the mighty Miami Heat. Uh, he's a 14-time All-Star, 12-time All-NBA, League MVP, Finals MVP, uh, 20.7 points per game, 7.5 rebounds, 2.4 assists, Shot at 47.1% from the field, 38.3 from three-point range. That alone, for a seven-footer to be uh, shooting that well from three-point range, that alone should get him in. And uh, he shot 87.9 uh, from the free throw line. Um, kid from Germany, scrawny kid. Um, Dallas took a chance on him. Uh, in that first round, um, and they, they really picked a gem in this guy. Uh, and basically, <laughs> that championship that he won, like I said, against a stacked Miami Heat team was improbable, but they got it done. So, uh, Dirk Nowitzki is a no-doubt, no-brainer first ballot MVP. And then we come to Tony Parker, who uh, the kid out of France, taken late in the first round of that 2001 draft. Uh, he played 19 years in the league. Um, 
yeah, uh, picked in that first round, the 28 pick in that draft. So he was like towards the latter end. Four-time champion, much like Ginobili. Six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA. He has a finals MVP in his coffer. Um, played quite a bit of games as well. Over 1,200 games he played. Uh, 15.5 points per game. 5.6 assists. He averaged 2.7 rebounds. Uh, for a point guard, shot it very well. 49.1% from the field. Um, only 32.4 from three-point range. So he wasn't as proficient. Again, later in his career, he became more proficient. Uh, 75.1 from the uh, free throw line. And again, stayed most mostly all his career in San Antonio. Then he had the one year where he went to uh, the Charlotte Hornets. So, um, yeah. Uh, 6-2. No, no. Uh, yeah, so. He, yeah. He definitely, I can see, first ballot for sure. Tony Parker. So, um, yeah, so you got three guys there that's shoo-ins for the Hall that year. Then you go to 2024. Um, there you'll find Vince Carter, who just recently retired. Um, Paul Gasol, Gasol who uh, recently retired as well. Both of those guys, I think... First ballot, no doubt about it. No brainer there. Um, two-time, uh, well, Paul Gasol, two-time champion, six-time All-Star, four-time All-NBA. Uh, he won a Rookie of the Year. Uh, he, too, played over 1,200 games. Averaging 17 points per game, 9.2 rebounds, 3.2 assists, which is pretty good for a big. 1.6 blocks he, he averaged. Shot it well over 50%, uh, 50.7. Uh, shot it 36.8 from three-point range and 75.3 from the three, uh, from uh, three, uh, the the foul line, I'm sorry. Uh, so, again, he had won those two championships with Kobe Bryant with the Lakers. Um, Paul Gasol coming out of Spain. He, too, was in that... Um, he, he was actually in that same draft with Tony Parker, two, 2001. Um, and he, he was the third pick overall in that draft. So, coming out of Spain, Paul Gasol, I think... Uh, definitely seven footer, 250 pounds, definitely a guy that will be first ballot. And again, take into account his, uh, global impact playing on that Spain team with his brother, Marcus all. I'll talk about Marcus all probably on a, uh, another broadcast. Um, but Paul Gasol for sure. Vince Carter. Um, I don't know why people 
argue back and forth whether he is or not. Um, he 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 will be going in the hall. Uh, Vince Carter, he came out of that 1998 draft. And remember, he was picked by Golden State, but um, Golden State dealt him and got back in return Antoine Jameson. Uh, ironically enough, both of those guys were teammates um, in college on uh, North Carolina. But, yeah, so the, um, he got traded to Toronto um, in his career, and he has a lengthy career, uh, 22 years, uh, eight-time All-Star, twice All-NBA, he won a Rookie of the Year, he played in over 1,500 games, yeah, because he lasted so long, and remember, he bounced around quite a bit. Um, of course, he was a stalwart in Toronto. Then he moved on to the New Jersey Nets, where he flourished. Then went to Orlando, to Phoenix, to Dallas, to Memphis, to Sacramento. Then he finally ended his career um, as a Atlanta Hawks. So, um, shot. Um, he averaged sixteen point seven points. Per game, 4.3 rebounds, a little over three assists, shot at 43.5% from the field, um, became a very proficient um, three-point shooter later toward his latter end, 37.1 um, from three, 79.8 uh, from the free throw line. Uh, and we know him for his uh you know, dunking ability of course but uh he 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 was a a1 type player um couldn't get the couldn't get that chip um i, I think towards the latter end he did try to latch on and try and uh join a cl club or two he thought that was close um the Dallas club i, I believe he joined there, but they couldn't get back and get that uh get that chip. So uh, Vince Carter, I think even without that, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, some people may argue it, probably because of the bouncing around towards the latter end of his career. But I think Vince Carter is a no-brainer first ballot Hall of Famer along with Paul Gasol. So that's the guys that I feel um, definitely on these next few years, they're shoe-ins pretty much for the Hall of Fame. Joe Johnson, the jury's still out. but um, So that brings me to the 20th century players. Um, those that are um, amongst the players who really made their bones in the 2000s. So uh, let, let's start it off. Um, Gilbert Arenas. Gilbert Arenas. Some people hear that name and say Hall of Famer. I don't think so. But if you listen to these numbers, you, 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 you kind of say, hmm, maybe. Uh, Agent Zero, as we know, 
that that he's called started out with the Golden State Warriors and he moved on to Washington. Washington is re really where he uh really sh uh really showed out. And then he moved on to Orlando Magic, then to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh he played in the league starting 2001. He was in that 2001 draft along with Tony Parker and uh, Paul Gasol. Um, in fact, he went in that second round of the draft. He was the 31st pick. But um, I mean, listen to these numbers here, and and you 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 make the judgment. Uh, three-time All-Star, um, three-time All-NBA. He won Most Improved Player in his career. Um, he he pl only played uh. 552 games, uh, averaged 20.7 points per game, uh, 5.3 assists, 3.9 rebounds, shot at 42.1% uh, from field, field goal range, 35.1% uh, from three-point range. Uh, oh, he also averaged 1.6 steals per game in his career and 80.3% um, percent from, uh, the foul line. Uh, again, the, you, I tell you those stats and I'm like, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't think he's, well, right now he's eligible. I, I have yet to hear his name be put on a ballot, but, um, I think he's someone who should get consideration for the hall. Will he make it? I don't know. Then you then you got the issues off court too. So um, does character play into a guy getting in the hall? Um, that's a good question. Um, uh, we time will tell. But I mean, looking at these stats, I say, yeah, these these stats kind of stand out. Um, 6'4", 191 pounds, coming out of Arizona, like I said, in that 2001 draft. Um, a second rounder who really, you know, really sh sh uh, showed his stuff. So, hey, I, I, <laughs> he again, he's someone you got to consider. Um, moving on next to Vin Baker, who kind of, He's 2000 up to 2006, but he's kind of he's kind of in that uh, 1990 as well because he came in 1993, played till 2006. Um, listen to these stats. Um, you don't think Hall of Famer, you know, Ben Baker. Um, he started out in Milwaukee, uh, then he moved on to Seattle. Then from Seattle to Boston, to the Knicks. I, I I totally forgot he played for the Knicks. Uh, Houston and with the Clippers. Um, he's a four-time four time All-Star. He came out of uh, University of Hartford, which, you know, isn't exactly the basketball mecca. You would think more UConn than anything else. 6'11", um, 230 two pounds of uh, so kind of lean for uh 
for his uh position. It's like coming into the league. Uh two two time all NBA. Uh played in nearly eight eight hundred games, averaged fifteen points per game, seven point four rebounds, um shot at forty eight point five from the field, only sixty three point eight from the free free throw line. He was that eighth pick in the 1993 draft so uh he yeah he was the eighth pick in that first round um will would he ever get in i don't i'm not too sure maybe like later 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 down the line but um yeah i i don't think he i don't think he gets in to be honest uh i know he got the four all-star appearances and and uh all that good stuff but i don't see him getting in uh and again he played a long time uh about 22 uh years or so so um yeah i don't think he gets in uh next name chauncey billups chauncey billups um and the thing with chauncey billups was he bounced around a lot it wasn't until he really kind of found himself in Minnesota. And then once he got to Detroit, then he became, of course, Mr. Big Shot. Uh, coming out of Colorado, he was a uh, third overall in the 1997 draft. Uh, so high expectations for him. But again, like I said, he, he bounced around quite a bit uh, before really showing himself in Minnesota. And then once he got to Detroit, um, we, 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 we really saw him. So, um, five time all-star three time, all NBA, uh, two time, all defensive team, one championship, of course. And he was the finals MVP in that, um, played in over a thousand games, Average 15.2 points per game, 5.4 assists, um, nearly three rebounds a game. Uh, he shot 44.5 from the field, 38.7 from three-point range, so very proficient there, and 89.4 from the free-throw line. Um and he, again, he bounced around a lot. Like I said, Boston, Toronto, Denver. His first stint with Denver, not so great. Minnesota, then Detroit. Of course, that's where he got the chip. Then he went back to Denver um, where he played better. Uh, played really well in his stint with the Knicks. Then he went to the Clippers and then back to Detroit to close his career. Um, again, I say... Um, if you're going to put Ben Wallace in, who, who just got into the hall, you have to put the finals MVP of that squad in the hall as well. And based on his career numbers, you, you, you definitely have to put him in Chauncey Billups, I believe gets in, um, that's, that's my opinion. Um, so 6'3", 202 pounds coming into the league. Uh, Chauncey Billups, I think, 
right now he's eligible. Um, I want to say he was on one of the ballots, but didn't make the finals, the finalists uh, list. But I think he'll get on again, maybe next year even. And then you, you, you definitely got to consider him. Moving on, Carlos Boozer. I know that name uh, doesn't sound, when you think about it, Carlos Boozer, eh, not so much. Um, but let me give you his career numbers and let you be the judge. Um, coming out of Duke, um, actually he fell to the second round of that draft. He was the 35th pick. Um, 6'8", 275, no, that's, that's Brand's number, I'll get to Brand in a minute, 6'9", 258 pounds, um, he started out with Cleveland, then he moved on to Utah, then to Chicago, and to LA, uh, came in the 2002 draft, like I said, in that second round, he's a two-time All-Star, one-time All-NBA, um, played in over, uh, played in exactly 861 games, 16.2 points per game, 9.5 rebounds, pretty good, a little over two assists a game. He shot it well from the field, 52.1%, 72.2 from the free throw line, um, not too much from three so um i know it doesn't they're not like numbers that pop out but um what would he get in probably not i i don't see it uh let's move on to a uh fellow dookie elton brand um you who pretty much has similar numbers but listen to these um six eight 275 pounds, Elton Brand, who first started out with the Chicago Bulls, then he moved on to the L.A. Clippers, where he really uh, made his bones there. Uh, then he moved on to the Sixers. He played in Dallas, Atlanta, and then he finished his career with the Sixers, where now he's like in their front office. So uh, Elton Brand, listen to these numbers. Two-time All-Star, one All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, he got that, played in over um, 1,000 games, 15.9 points per game, 8.5 rebounds, uh, a little over two assists a game. Um, Get this, uh, 1.7 blocks per game, shot at 50% from the field, which is great. Uh, 73.6 from the free throw line. He was the first overall pick in that, uh, 1999 draft. Um, and I, I say he, uh, you know, lived up to the billing at least. So, um, Elton Brand, does that name scream MVP? Not MVP, but Hall of Famer? Maybe not. Probably not if I had to, if you had to kind of force me into a corner. But a very good player. Very good player. Um, Richard Hamilton. Let's move on. Richard Hamilton. 
coming out of Yukon, uh, 6'6", 185 pounds. Um, he, too, came in that 1999 draft. He was seventh in that. He was the seventh overall pick in that draft. Um, played until 2013, so he's eligible right now. Now, listen to these stats, and you be the judge. Three-time All-Star, uh, one got one chip, uh, 921 games played, 17.1 points per game, 3.4 assists, uh, a little over three rebounds a game. Shot at 44.9 from the field, 34.6 from three-point range, and 85.2 from the free throw line. Um, Ham Hamilton had kind of an interesting career. He started out in Washington. Um, then he moved on to Detroit, and Detroit is where he spent the bulk of his career. Um, of course, got the chip there, and then he moved on to Chicago. Um, again, doesn't exactly, you look at the name, Rich Hamilton, like, hmm. But he was a vital piece to that uh, Detroit team, uh, upsetting the very stacked L.A. Lakers that year. So, um, does he get in? Again, to me, once you put Ben Wallace in, I think it kind of opens the floodgates. Billups should definitely be in. He was the MVP in that, that uh, series. And Hamilton was an integral part as well. So, um, yeah, I, I, you, you, you got to at least consider him for the Hall. Um, does he get in? I say eventually, yes. I say it. Um, we'll see. Now, here's an interesting case here, and I heard Rudy Tom Janovich mention his name a few years back when he got in as a coach. Um, Robert Ory. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people will be like, really, Robert Ory? But um, hear me out. Came out of Alabama, um, 6'10", 240 pounds, um, big shot Bob. We all know him well. Um, uh, so he started out in Houston, of course, he got the, ch the chip there, then he moved on to Phoenix, played there, and then to LA and to San Antonio, which is where he ended up getting the rest of those chips. Uh, he got the two with, he got the two with Houston. Then he got, I think, two with L.A. And then he got three with San Antonio. Or it's the other way around. Anyhow, he has seven cha championships. Uh, played in over, just over 1,100 games. Um, never made an all-star game. Seven points per game he averaged in his career. Uh, 4.8 rebounds, uh, a little over two assists, one steal. Um, and yes, he was 11th overall in that um, 1993 draft. Um, uh, and played in, is that right? 
No, that can't be right. Yeah, I said over 1,100 uh, games, right. Um, shot at 42.5 from the field. Uh, 34.1 from three-point range. A lot of a lot of those big shots. Um, and 72.6 from the free throw line. Um, <laughs> and I was looking at his uh, contracts throughout his career. The most he's ever made... In a contract year is six million dollars, um, and this is in the <laughs> the the tw the latter half of the twentieth century into the twenty first century, where guys were making buku dollars. So, um, again, I Rudy T mentioned him. That's the only reason I'm mentioning him him here. Um, I hear the seven championships. I think that's more opportunity than it is him willing his team there. He hit some big shots. I admit that. But um, is he a Hall of Famer? I got to say no. I got to say no. I get that he got seven chips. I get that. But it wasn't like he was the go-to guy um, on those championships. So, uh, yeah, so I have to say no there. Here's an interesting case here. Um, well, let me do let me do him first. Um, Sean Marion. Here's another name you like. Hmm, Sean Marion, known as the Matrix. Um, he uh, he was in that. He was also just like Richard Hamilton in that 1999 draft. He played. Um, he started his career in Phoenix, moved on to Miami, to Toronto, to Dallas. Dallas is where he got the chip. Um, and then he moved on to Cleveland after that. A four-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, the one championship, like I said. Uh, 1,136 games played. Um, he averaged 15.2 points per game uh 8.7 rebounds he had uh 1.5 steals per game uh, a little over a block per game shot at 48.7 percent from the field 81 from uh, on the free throw line um yeah and he was in that draft as well um Richard Hamilton went seventh. He went ninth. Um, I I think Sean Marion, you have to consider him, and he's made a number of uh, all all defense teams as well. So Sean Marion's a name you have to consider. Um, does he get in? He's eligible now, actually. Um, I think he ends up on a few ballots. Um, may take him a while, but I think Sean Marion. I think his numbers dictate him being in there. I think they do. Um, he was a key part of that uh, championship run um, for the Dallas Mavericks. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you have to consider him. I definitely do. Um, does he get in? I think eventually he does. It's not a sexy name that everybody, you know, 
But Sean Marion was as solid as a player as they, as they come. Um, you just saw a guy like Bobby Dandridge get in. So why not Sean Marion, who I think um, matches up favorably, favorably to a guy like Bobby Dandridge, although it took him a while to get in. So um, next test case here. Very interesting case. Uh, Stefan Marbury. You'll think, really? Starberry? Um, but listen, came coming out of Georgia Tech, um, the famed um, all-city player um, here in New York City here. But listen to these numbers, and you be the judge. Of course, he started out in Minnesota, uh, moved on to the New Jersey Nets, where he he played well pretty much where wherever he went he he was pretty solid um new jersey nets then he went to phoenix then he came to the knicks and then he went to boston um for his career he uh came in the 1996 draft um he played until 2009 in the nba but from there he played Another nine years in China, where he won championships over there. But let's let's examine his uh, his NBA numbers first. Two-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA. He played in a hundred and eight um eight hundred and forty-six games. Averaged nineteen point three points per game, seven point six assists. Three rebounds per game, uh, 1.2 steals. He shot at 43.3% from the field, 78.4 from the free throw line. Um, okay from three-point range, not great. 32.5% uh, from three-point range. He was that fourth pick in the 1996 draft. Um Remember, they was going to couple him with uh, with Kevin Garnett, and they was going to be this dynamite duo. Um, didn't quite work out that way. Um, in fact, I think believe there was animosity over there between him and Garnett as it was, so he ended up getting dealt. Um, but like I said, he's um, his NBA career ended 2009. He moved on to the uh, to China where he was really flourished now I bring up China to bring up this he played about 13 or so se season in the NBA then you add in what he did in China I think that warrants Hall of Fame consideration I think it does because um, you have to look at the full body of work and he he was fine in the NBA. He was fine. Um, you know, he had a reputation of being a selfish player, what, what not, what have you. But I think the, the career numbers kind of speak for themselves um, in what he did. Uh, I don't know if he gets in. I think he should get in. I think he should, based off his NBA numbers and the China numbers. I think he should get in. So, um yeah, that's just my feeling on it. Um, 
I'm going to stop here. I have a few other players from the 20th century, and then I'll delve into um, some um, active players as well on the next broadcast. All right. So um, I will talk to you soon, guys. So, my peeps, if you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.